0: This is Pastor Floyd McDonald from Calvary Christian Assembly of God. wanted to tell you today, thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We believe that there's power in the Word of God that can change your life, that can change your family, that can change your attitude. Tune in and listen to this special message. Turn in your Bibles with me quickly to John 14, John chapter 14. And if you're here for the first time, you're visiting for the first time, Get that Connect card that is right in front of you. Fill it out and give it to Rick, which is at the back at the sound booth. We want to connect with you, and we want to give you a a gift from our church to tell you how much we appreciate you being part of our church. If you've been here more than three times, you're already family. Come on, somebody. And so we love you and thank God for you. Amen, Calvary. Come on. Give our visitors a great big God bless you. We're glad that you're here. Praise the Lord. We've been talking about the word and the emphasis and our focus has been on number one, the focus of 2020 here of what God is speaking to us. Number one, our focus is on Jesus and our focus is on his word. Amen. And so we talked a little bit last week about having a biblical worldview. How many of you know that that's important to have a biblical worldview? Amen. There are many people that have a worldview according to the media and according to the culture of this world. But can I tell you, if we're going to have an accurate worldview, it needs to be a biblical worldview. Amen. Some teachers that I encourage you, and if I get names that I enjoy or people that I listen to, I encourage you that there are a lot of teachers out there. And how many know we need to be careful who we listen to? We need to make sure that they line up with the word of God. Amen. And one of a great teacher that I enjoy is Rick Renner, which has been around for many, many years that really dives into dividing the word of truth, giving some good meaning to Greek and Hebrew words just a powerful teacher and preacher of the Word of God. But I love what Rick Renner said. He said this, A biblical worldview is based on the infallible Word of God. How many know that the Word is, is infallible? What do you mean, Pastor? It is without error. It is complete truth. How many know that the Bible that you hold today, there is no error in it? It is God-breathed. How many believes from Genesis to revelation every bit of it if we're going to be a child of God how many know we can't believe some certain parts and leave other things out how many know we are full gospel people we believe it from Genesis to Revelation amen so he said that. He said this is good. A biblical worldview is based on the infallible Word of God and when a person adheres to the view that the Bible is entirely true, he consequently allows it to be the foundation of everything he says and does. Isn't that a good statement? This is He said this is my position and I'm going to agree with him. And from this I will never deviate decades from now should the Lord tarry I will continue holding to this position because my faith is deeply rooted in the unchanging voice of scripture how many will say amen to that I'm about to say something that some of you might grit your teeth at me but those of you that are in God and in Christ you should say amen with me as I make this statement but I want you to hear me today there. There is no way for you to be a child of God and the word of God be absent from your life. Let me say that again because there's a few more amens that if some of you needs to sink down. There is no way for you to be a child of God and the Bible be absent from your life. Thank you. There is research in back of the Bible or back in the Bible, not in the back of your Bible, but back in the Bible. And I want you to listen to this statistic. Listen to me. Someone who engages Scripture four or more times per week is, listen to this, 228% more likely to share their faith with others. Can I get a witness from somebody? This is the truth. And I believe that. And and so I want to be a little bit more instead of preaching. I'll get preachy. Y'all know how I am. But I want to be a little practical today. And I want to be a teacher today if I can. That's sometimes a little difficult for me. But how many know God calls us to not only hear pastoring but teaching? Come on. How many know it goes hand in hand? Sometimes pastoring and teaching is is the fivefold ministry. How many believe in the fivefold ministry? I believe in the fivefold ministry. Sometimes they say the teacher is the little pinky finger because it can get in your ear. Come on. Isn't that good? Amen. And so, listen, I believe in teaching today. And I have heard this many a time. And I want to answer the question. And I probed you last week before we left from last week's message. And this is a question that has burned in my spirit, that is burning in some of you today. Well, Pastor, I want to get in the Word of God. And I agree with what you're saying. But I have trouble understanding the Bible. And that is a very valid question that is going on in your spirit. I want to give you something that the Holy Spirit gave me this past week. Engagement in the Word allows the Holy Spirit to bring understanding in the Word. How many got engaged to your wife or husband-to-be? Come on, lift your hand up. How many know you wouldn't be married if there was no engagement? Come on, can I get a witness from somebody? Joe, if you didn't court Angela, come on somebody. If you didn't engage her with love, if you didn't engage her with those baby, hallelujah if you didn't didn't let Angela know I love you you are the light of my life and give them little goggly goops uh, eyesights, and you know all those little nuances that you just have with your person y'all know what they are come on, that means you had to be actively involved everybody say actively involved is engagement Guess what you got to do first? Pick up your word and engage in the word of God. And when we engage in the word, it allows the Holy Spirit. How many want the allowance of the Holy Spirit to say, now I can work when they open up my word, I can start to bring understanding in the word. But it will not happen until, everybody just go like this. We've got to be actively involved to open up the word of God. How many of you just agree with me right now? Let me just ask this question because I am really, I know this for a fact. How many has five or more Bibles at the house? Let me keep going. How many has 10 or more Bibles at the house? How many has... Twelve or more Bibles. You know what? We are not starving. Come on, somebody. Because a lack of what we have, the problem is, is that we're not opening it. Come on, can I get a witness? Can I teach to you today? Is that all right? I want you to receive what the Lord wants to give you today. So I want to say that. Look look at John 14. That's where we're going today. John the 14th chapter. And look with me, St. John in chapter 14. And look at verse 26. We just talked about the Holy Spirit. But Jesus is... Speaking here, and you'll see it in many Bibles, it is written in red. Some say, but the Helper. Some say, but the Comforter. Aren't you, li- aren't you glad that the, the Holy Spirit is the Helper? Come on, somebody. It says, but the Helper, who is the Holy Spirit, come on now, whom the Father will send in my name, look what happens. He will teach you. Come on, how many know that the Holy Spirit will reveal or teach or the word means there to impart instruction or the second things he will instill doctrine into. The thing taught or enjoyed to explain or expound the thing. I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit still wants to be the teacher in our lives. Come on. And then not only that, he does one thing there, but then he does another thing. Look what happens. He brings to your remembrance. Lift your hand up and say, Oh, Jesus, help me right here. How I many know we have trouble remembering as it is? Hallelujah. But you know, isn't it something, how many will give me a a, just a an amen on this one? I'm telling you, there's been times where I didn't memorize a certain scripture, but I came across a passage, and it was like the Holy Spirit was, how many know it just just jumped out off its page? How many know what I'm talking about? It just jumped off the pages. You read it 50,000 times. But that night and that day and that circumstance, it just went and hit you right in the face. And then you were going through a struggle or a situation and you just didn't have the words to say or pray but right now when you the, the power of God's spirit came on you guess what happened? He reminded you of that that you read in the word and something began to transform your life. The word began to just take root in your spirit and guess what? Instead of being down in the dumps you begin to possess Joy, unspeakable, and full of glory as you remembered God's promises and what he said in your lives. See, He will recall and bring things to your remembrance, even things when you look back and say, Where did that come from? Guess what? It was the Holy Ghost. He brought all things to your remembrance. He desires to do that inside of your life and inside of your spirit. Listen, uh, you know, I just want to say, let me ask this question. How many know how to drive a stick or a manual? Lift your hand. Well, that's quite a bit. I didn't think it was that many. Look, keep your hands lifted up. How many knows how to drive a stick or a manual? How many don't know how to drive a stick or a manual? Lift your hands. Keep your hands up. Keep, look, it's all the young people. Come on, some young I mean, they're like, Pastor, they don't even make those anymore. Oh, they still make them. How many remember the day that, you know, most of you in this room, you know how to drive a sticker manual. How many remember the day that you first learned how to drive a sticker manual? I can already tell you. what Y'all ready for me to tell you your story? You got in there, and there was a person right beside of you inside the driver's seat, and they're trying to explain as best they can about the clutch. And the gas, come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. And then what happened was, you popped the clutch too fast, and it went something like this. I'm not doing a Pentecostal move, that's just what happened, come on. So about two miles down the road, all oh, you're going to it. And if that's, that's not enough, then you're sitting on a hill, I mean, those heels you just curse them things in the name of Jesus, Heels, oh. And you're making sure, I mean, that's why you want to do it out in the country, because if you're in the city and you're on a hill, you're going backwards, baby. <laughs> Come on. And the cars behind you go, da, da, you're going to hit me. But all of a sudden, if you're not doing what you're supposed to, you just go. Wah. Come on, somebody. I remember, remember, remember those days. I want to tell you something. You know, I remembered how to drive a stick and a manual. I hate to even admit this. My mama's in here. Glory to God, my daddy. And so I was not supposed to be on the road, but I learned how to drive a Volkswagen on my own with a buddy of mine out on the road. Come on, I wasn't supposed to do that. I've asked for forgiveness. The Lord has forgiven me. But I want to tell you something. How many's ever drove a Volkswagen? It's a little bit different because reverse is not like the American reverse. It's a German reverse. Come on. It's a little different. And so when I wanted to put that thing in reverse, I couldn't. I couldn't do it right. So don't ever do this. Young people, don't ever do this. I pulled up, and it was a it was a flat plane. But, Sam, I could not do it. I got the car out. and At least I put it in neutral. I know how to do that. I got out of the car and pushed the car. <laughs> don't ever do that. And I pushed it out. And then I got back in the car, and I was able to find my way. Listen, where where is this going, Pastor? Why are you talking about straight drives, Emmanuel, or whatever? Why are you talking about sticks? You know what? I want to tell you something. Now, listen to me right Here's what the Lord gave me. You didn't quit, did you? When you didn't learn how to drive that car, you didn't quit, did you? Come on. Guess what I had to do? I had to get back in the car, and I had to figure it out. And I'm going to tell you something, that is the problem with church folk because we open up the Word. Somebody help me preach right now. We open up the word and then the enemy I know how he is. He'll come along and Travis's, in his mind and speak to him and say, see I told you God don't want you to understand this. You just need to close up your Bible and you don't need to get in it again. How many say this? I'm getting back in the car. I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to teach me what he needs to teach me. Guess what? I may not understand everything but I know who the teacher is. He is sitting right beside me and he said that he'll teach me and he'll bring all things to my remembrance if I'll do what he said that he'll do don't you give up on the word of God I want you to listen to me right now I've been in this thing called the ministry for almost 30 years I want you to look at me right now and guess what there are still things that I ain't got figured out yet that ought to make you feel really good right now but guess what what is so powerful is this is that this bible is a treasure trove. You can look at the same passage 25 times, brother Darren, and guess what happens? God says, I want to show you something different out of every time that you look at it. See, a Tom Sawyer book can't do that. Come on, somebody. And a classic can't do that. But guess what will change your life? Somebody lift up your word with me right now and say, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain. Everybody say, I'm going to keep driving. I'm not going to get out of the car and I'm not going to stop opening up my Bible because the helper is in the car teaching me how to drive. Hallelujah. So I'm looking at some of you look at me right now. I don't understand it pastor. And I hear you. But that doesn't mean you stop and put it down because the enemy knows that as soon as you stop and you put it down, you already give way or place or position to the enemy in your life. You know why? Because what has defeated him in the past? Let me say it again. Let me ask the question. You said it real loud back at me. What has defeated the enemy in the past? What is gonna defeat the enemy today? What's gonna defeat the enemy in the future? Come on somebody, you ought to say it's the word of the living God. It is written. Hallelujah. Somebody getting excited with me today. Listen, I'm going to give you this. Listen, Jesus said, I'm going to go ahead and give you another statement here. Listen to me. Disengagement from understanding the word will hinder any growth in your walk with the Lord. Jesus, in fact, where was that in the word of God? I'm glad you asked that question. Thank you, Darren. The word of God said in Matthew, the seventh chapter, Matthew 7, look, look at verse 24. Jesus said that. Look, 724, it says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them, what does he say? He'll be like a wise man. What happens? When he built his house on the rock, the rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on that house. But guess what? It did not fall because it's been founded. Anybody better give me a witness right here. It's been founded upon the rock. But then he addresses the disengagement. Look what he says. He said, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat against that house and guess what? It fell and great was the fall of it. Listen to me. I want to tell you this morning why there's no stability and chaos and dysfunction in your life. I can tell you the answer. The word is not present in your life. Doesn't mean we're not, come on, lift up your hand right now and say, Pastor, doesn't mean I'm not going to have difficult times. Come on. I mean, give me a witness. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Come on now. But guess what? I'm tackling them not in my own abilities, but I'm tackling them right here in the word of the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so this is what I want to let you know today. I'm going to give you five common ways. Absolutely, you know and I'm not going to get to all five today. Hallelujah. There are five common ways to make the Bible part of your life. In fact, I'm just going to get to a couple of them today. But you'll say, Pastor, this is elementary. This is something so easy. Guess what? Look at me right now. We are not doing it. I am very concerned about this present generation. I am so thankful for these group of young people and college students. Come on, help me somebody that love God with all their heart. They're in this building today because guess what? They're hungry for the Word. They're hungry for Jesus. And they're hungry for the Holy Spirit. But can I tell you that there are many, and can I tell you that are getting away from the Word Of the living God. So I'm going to give you practical ways. Here, Pastor, I don't understand. Let me give you some practical ways that you can begin to understand the Word of God. Are you ready for this? Here we go. Just some really big revelation. Are you ready for this? Here we go. Write it down if you want to. Number one, read the Word. Thank you, Sister Grace. First of all, that's right. Read the Word. How many just can tell the difference from a magazine and a Tom Sawyer book? Pick up the word and you could tell a difference. Oh, come on now. How many know those things are flesh? I'm not saying those things are bad, but those things are of this world and fleshly. But when it's God breathed, when it's the authoritative, infallible word, Jesus, that is on that page. It becomes a lot. See, the word is living. Come on, somebody. So when you pick up a living book, come on, some that's why you get excited when you start reading the Bible. How many of you know you don't do that in a Tom Sawyer book? Ah. Come on, somebody. You get Pentecostal when you start reading the Word of God because it is living, it is breathing. So read the word. Now go with me to Joshua the first chapter. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. I'm getting there. Don't don't get up tight. We're getting there. Joshua 1. And look what it says in verse 8. As God was speaking unto Joshua before he started, he said, you know, Moses my servant is dead. He said, this is the way that you're going to be successful. How many know God's success rate is a whole lot different than this world's success rate? So Joshua one God gives the uh, antidote for success in one's life. Look what it says. This book of the law. Everybody say that's the word of God. This book of the law, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Come on. But you shall meditate on it. What? Day and night so that you may be careful to To do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way, what? Prosperous. And then you will have good success. Everybody say, I want to be successful, Pastor. Lift your hand if you want to be successful in here. Hey, Let me just go ahead and tell you, read the Word. Let me just give you some practical things, and I know I'm being very practical, but I want to be practical because I want to teach you then today. Listen to me. Habits influence our character. And one of the best habits that you can form good character is it is to get in the Bible every day. Now, we said last week, how many remember the scripture that the Lord gave me in James 1? I think it's verse 25. But the one who looks into the Word, the perfect law of liberty, come on, and then, not only him looking, but doing, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Now, how many remember last week? How many know we're not talking about a gaze? And that's the problem. We've gazed at the scripture. I've done my check mark today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me get, 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 get me on my business for the day. Don't treat the word that way, get entangled. You know, the word look, Come I mean, remember the word look. I described it when James said, those who look into the perfect law of liberty. Remember, it's one as, come on, do it with me. He's stooping or looking in like John, Peter, and Mary Magdalene that looked into the empty tomb. Guess what we need to do? Same way with the word. We've got to stoop to look into. To see what God wants to express. In other words, it means that we are in relationship with. Oh, come on, somebody. How I many of know that's living right there? Hallelujah. And that's the way that we need to look into the Word of the living God. Amen? So habits influence our character. Looking into the perfect law of liberty, not a glance but a stoop to look into. The best way to make the Bible reading a habit is to establish, look at me right now, a regular time that you're getting along with the Lord every day. Look at me right now and don't let anything disrupted. Because how many know when you set aside that time to say whether, how many are morning people? Lift your hand if you're a morning person. Lift your hand real high. How many are nocturnal people? You're a Batman in the cave. Hallelujah. That's okay too. Whatever you are. It started out with me before I had kids. I was very, very nocturnal and go to bed real, real late. And Karen's just the opposite of me. Since I had kids, it has switched. Hallelujah. But this is what I want to tell you. It's not, it's not just as important as much as when you do it. It's just that you do it. And I'm going to tell you this. Look at me right now. I'm, I'm being a very much a teacher instead of a preacher right now, but I want you to listen to me. When you put that time down, if it's for nocturnal people, let's just say you go to bed at 9.30. You probably don't. <laughs> You're probably a 2 a.m. person. I don't know. If that's it, if that's you, you say, I'm getting along with God at midnight. I'm gonna tell you, and morning people, when you say, "When I get up in the morning, and I, I'm gonna find my place that I'm gonna get along with the Lord at this certain time." When you do that, look at me right now. The devil is gonna fight you, tooth and nail. You know what? It seems like you ain't got a call from Aunt So and So in the world, or heard from this person, or there was an emergency. Can I get a witness from somebody? And all of a sudden, it wants to happen at your time with your appointment with Jesus. You know what? Unless it's a life or death situation, come on now, go with me right here. You need to tell them, you need to wait. I'm talking to the Father. Come on, somebody. And nothing is going to interrupt my appointment. He's got me down in his appointment book. You know what you need to tell people? You need to even say that. Say, um, I'm sorry, but I got an appointment. Go ahead, tell them. Rock their world. They may not even be a believer. Just go ahead and tell them. I got an appointment with Jesus today. Say what? Yeah, he, he penciled me in. And I got an appointment with him. And guess what? I ain't breaking it. So I'm going to tell you right now, everybody look at me. I'm going to tell you right now, the enemy is going to fight tooth and nails. But how many say, Pastor, I'm going, to be, I'm going to keep my appointment with Jesus every day. It's the most important appointment that I could ever have before I go on throughout the day. Come on, somebody. How many know it just doesn't stop there? We just don't cut, cut Jesus off after we have our appointment today. How many know throughout the day you're talking to him? Come on, somebody. You're riding down the road with him. Amen. You're working on your job with him every day you are in the word and you are in communication so everybody say this with me i'm going to read the word hallelujah so how can i start and i'm going to say this if this sounds elementary for some of you then god bless you if you do, if it doesn't accept it say pastor where do i start start at 15 minutes a day some of us think we can be more spiritual if we read for two hours well, let me tell you, Mr. and Mrs. Spiritual, especially for some of us that want to pray for that long, to say, listen to me. You know what, Elijah, he had a small prayer while the, 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 the prophets of Baal called out for most of the day. And I love, I love what Elijah said. He says, you're God out to lunch. That's what he said. Read it if you want to. You know, and basically, he said, he, he told them to fill the, fill the altar with water, you know, the rest of And guess what? God of glory come on I'm just paraphrasing God of glory I'm asking you to show your glory and lick it up and how many know it wasn't but a short prayer about this long in the word of God and guess what God showed up come on somebody there are times when we pray long and seek God's face long there are times guess what it's the intent of the heart not the time that is spent to it God wants to see your heart and the intentions of your heart of getting into the word of the living God. Start 15 minutes a day. And look at me right now. And bless God, don't start in Leviticus. When you get on chapter 3, you're going to quit driving the straight drive. Come on. You're going to quit the manual and you're going to want to put it down. Especially when they get into hygiene things in Leviticus. How many know what I'm talking about? And some of it in the bagats and the bagats and the bagats. Come on. I'm going to tell you this. Get into Matthew. Mark, Luke, John, come on somebody. But I don't want you to miss out on me too. How many know there's good things in the Old Testament as well as the New? We need to have the balance of it, of what we read about. Guess what I do? I I do a little bit of uh, the Old Testament today. I do a little bit of the New Testament. And I do a Psalm and a Proverbs. And I do a Proverbs coinciding. February the 2nd, I read Proverbs chapter 2 today. And then I'll go over to Psalm chapter 2. And then later on, I'll read Psalm 102. I'm just giving you a little bit of what God is told me but listen I'm not going to read it just to get a glaze I want a word from the Lord I want to have interaction and relationship with Jesus and reading can do that to your life and your walk with Jesus amen is anybody receiving what I'm saying here I forgot to bring it in, I meant to bring it in the second so I forgot it again some of my greatest treasures, and I, I, I love y'all hear me talking about my grandparents quite a bit because they were the influence of my life. You know, when you hear about people that talk about certain Christians in their life that made an impact, that's, that's why I talk about them a lot. They, they made an impact in my life. You know, they've gone on to be with the Lord, but uh, Brother Sneed, Sister Sneed, I, I want to tell you guys something. You know, that generation, I have my grandfather's, and I wish I would have brought it out, and I'll, I'll have to bring it out next Sunday. I have my grandfather's preaching Bible. That is absolutely just a precious gift to me. And then I also have my grandmother's preaching Bible. And you look at that thing, and it's the most ugliest looking thing you've ever seen in your life. The pages look black. Brother Darren, it is all marked up. And then when I pull my grandma's Bible out, the whole book of Proverbs is out of the Bible. And she was very much a woman of the Proverbs that read the Proverbs every day. And I was thinking about that, Brother Darren, and I was like, I don't know if people really want to say it, but that's a treasure to me. And the Lord spoke to me and said this, and I want to say this to you, and I want you to listen to me today. Listen to, a falling apart Bible is a put-together Christian. Let me say that again. A falling apart Bible is a put-together Christian. When somebody that is, I don't know about you. Now, now listen, and I want to say something right here. How many use their phones? There's nothing wrong with that. I want, how many using your phones today while I'm, I'm speaking? Absolutely. You know what? How many love technology that that's how I'm telling you what, it's a blessing, a blessing, and I've used it while I'm out and different things like that. So don't go out of here and say, Pastor's preaching against phones and using the Bible on the phone. No, I'm not. I think it's wonderful, and I think it's another avenue that we could use. But I want to tell you this. Look at me right now. I want to tell you this more than anything. I didn't have that technology back in the day. I could say that. didn't have that technology back in the day. But I want to tell you something. There's something, though, is still about having a a Bible that belongs to you. I'm not speaking against, please don't get mad at me, but I want to tell you this, listen to me, because guess what it does, and the Lord spoke to me as I began to think and dwell on this, back in my past as a child. See, when you're in your phone, it just looks like what? You're looking on your phone. But when you have a Bible, when I was a little boy, let me just tell you what impacted my life is that when I was spending the night with grandma, grandpa, or his hear Mom, here mom and dad, especially when I would go into dad's office at home, I still remember dad's not in here, he's probably counting money. He had an old Bible that I remember it had like a, almost looked like a sword that was a Bible carrier, and I still remember and picture it in my mind. But I could see, Brother Allen, that that Bible was outlined and highlighted. And you know what? It made a difference in my heart as a little boy to see my daddy. To see my dad in the word of God. And then not only that, what we'd hear, what I would hear is mom and dad before they go to bed that they started a while back, many, many years ago, that they would go in and I would see them carry the Bible in together and they would sit up in their bed and I would hear them as they closed the door, sitting there reading the Word together. And the Word, can I tell you how much that that imprinted on my life? Can I tell you, there's nothing wrong. I want to tell you, our phones are great and I appreciate the Word and I use it every day. So don't go out of here misunderstanding. But I want to tell you this, leave a legacy with your family that your boys and... And your girls and your grandchildren see you, that a Bible is marked up and is full of you. Guess what? There are passages in the Word of God. Listen to me. I know some of you know what I'm talking about. I may not remember where the passage is at, but I've got the imprint of that page in my mind of how I marked it up. And then when I get there, I go, oh, hallelujah, there it is. I can't explain it, but it belongs to me. And so what happens is I'm encouraging you from you young people. Look at me right now. I love to see these Bibles open. These young people got these Bibles open. Get you a Bible and mark it up. And get it. And use your phone. Do it all. Every bit of it. Get into every bit of it and mark it up. Because guess what you do? Should the Lord tarry. Guess what? I want to make an impression. On the next ones that are coming behind me, that I'm not trying to impress them personally, but guess what? Follow me as I follow Christ. Everybody say, read the word. word. Make it part of your life. Read the word. Read the word. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Not against again using the Bible, just make it visible unto others. Can I say this? Number two, real quickly, got to move here. Hear the word. Hear the word. Romans 10 and 17. Here it is. Faith comes by hearing. Everybody go like this. Eh? Faith comes by. Let's say it again. Faith comes by. Hearing. And hearing by. Hearing. Word of God. Now we said last week and I'm going to say it again. Listen to me right now. We are not saved through our experiences. I don't dismiss experience. How many love the experience of God? Come on, somebody. It stirs our faith. Come on. Everybody say experiences stir our faith. But guess what roots our faith? It is still the Word of the living God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of the living God. So again, guess what we need to do? We need to hear the word of the living God. Listen, if I'm going to tell you this. While sometimes I'm trying to work out, I'm trying to do better, I'm trying to change habits in my spirit to make this tabernacle live as long as God wants me to do. And so there are times when I'm doing that, I want to tell you this. Listen, I love to listen to Christian music, and I think that you should do that and make part of your life. But guess what you ought to do? That same technology that you have, there are times when I am working out or riding down the road, and guess what I do? I put that man that's reading on that word... In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was. Come on, somebody. There is something that happens inside your spirit when you are listening to the Word of God being sowed in your life. Many of you that have sat under me, I'm going on my seventh year as the pastor, Karen and I, as pastors of this church this year, but I want you to listen to me. I I know you've heard this story, and I'm sorry for telling it 50 million times. It's just it is. My grandmother was setting me up at an early age. She was. Here I am. I love to spend a night with her. And she would take an 80s boom box with a cassette player that had Alexander Scorby reading the scriptures. And when I laid my head down at night and she'd pray with me, and then she'd hit that button and she'd turn the volume, whoo, she turned it up. And then when I'd go to sleep, I'd just hear that voice. Of Psalm chapter, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. He had like an English accent. No standeth in the way of the sinner. No sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and in that law do they meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Being forth fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither in was. And I'm gonna tell you something. Guess what happened to me? My grandma was setting me up. How'd she set you up? She was sowing the word inside of her seed. Oh God, I feel God up in here. So what happens is grandma was setting me up, and I didn't even know it. And I'm going down the road sometimes, going places to her, and guess what she would do? Hey, son, take out the Bible. Let's read a Proverbs for today. And so that's what happened. That was part of my life. That's what happened and that's why I was encouraged by that. Can I tell you that we must do the same thing because when it gets sowed in our spirit, I say, Pastor, what was happening? Guess what? I want you to listen to me right now. When I was sleeping as a boy, guess what's not sleeping? Your spirit man is not sleeping. So the word of God is getting sown in your life. I tried to carry that habit when Karen and I got married 22 years ago. And she didn't really know that about, how many know you find out things about your spouse when you get married about them? Come on, they snore, they do, y'all know what I'm talking about, hallelujah. Well, one of those things, we moved back home after we got married because I was work, we worked for my grandfather for a little bit. And we moved into a small home and I was still a nocturnal individual and Karen already went to bed. And she was just in, I mean, she was sleeping so good. And then I laid my head down at night and then they made a CD. Look at you, you young people still don't know what CDs are. Hallelujah. It was better than a tape. I stuck that CD in, I found Alexander Scorby and I began to play it and I, oh, it just felt so good. I could just, I was getting soothed. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I was just laying. Karen went, Who's in the house? Who's in the house? (laughs) Scared to death. (laughs) I'm saying all that and giving you a few funnies to sit there and say. Guess what we need to do? Listen, it's powerful to read the word, but get a hearing of the word inside your spirit. Because what it will do is begin to transform. How many know know you can't get mad if you're listening to the word in traffic? Some of you say, oh, yes, I can. We need to pray for that devil in the name of Jesus. Come on. You know what it does? It puts you on the right track for the day. It gets you in the right spirit. And can I tell you, when you are challenged by the word of God, whatever is going your way, God begins to manifest himself when you start getting the word. Is anybody receiving this today? My God, this is good. I want to say this. Listen, I'm about to close, and I'm getting there right there. I, I, I know you all hear me saying that, but it's true. But I, I, Listen to me right now. That's why it's so important. Look at me right now. That's why it's so important. We've got the best teachers, I believe, in southwest Missouri that attend this church. And I want you to get actively involved. I still believe—excuse me—I know it's an old term now. You want to call it Christian education, discipleship—that's fine. I still believe in Sunday school. In fact, let me—you know what's a sad thing about it? There's many AG churches that don't even have Sunday school. Anymore. I'm not taking it out of this church. You can get mad at me all you want to. You know why? Because I believe that's where, Brother Darren, Scripture was sown in my life where I can go. So, so look at me. I'm not throwing stones at you. So don't get mad at me. Get plugged into a class. Get plugged into this class that's happening in the sanctuary and the class that's happening on the other side. I'm telling you, that's a place to search the script. Ask questions. I don't understand. Can you give me a little and I'm, I'm already getting ahead of myself. I'm not even going there today. But guess what? That's what we learn. That's where we grasp wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Can I tell you the enemy's trying to take out some things I believe in the church that are so vitally important that we desperately need. Why are People getting out of the word simply because they're getting away from some of these things in the church house. We must read the word and let it be a part of our life. I'm gonna read this and then I'm gonna close. Listen to me. There's a story back in December of 2005 Brian Harden is his name, says God told him to do a podcast of the Bible. Now, many of our young people know what podcasts are. Some of you older folk, it just simply means they're doing a recording. And so on your smartphone, you can tune into podcasts of different preachers, of different teachers. In fact, I do that. Guess what? Your preacher needs to be fed. Come on. Listen, I'm going to tell you throughout the week, I listen to different ministers, I listen to different things, I listen to scripture, and I'm being fed through those things so those is a good thing so Brian Harden said in 2005 the Lord spoke to him to do a podcast and he said this on New Year's Eve when I read my first podcast I said I am Brian I have no broadcast experience I really don't know what I'm doing but I plan to read through the Bible this year if you get this here's my email and he said this he said I expected about five people To sign up, and on New Year's Day of 2006, he said I had a 257 responses. And by June, here, listen, this is the the podcast. If you want to look it up, the Daily Audio Bible. Some of you know what I'm talking about already. Had been downloaded 200,000 times. Now, following, he said, our sixth anniversary. It's been downloaded more than 51 million times. How many know the Bible's still the best-seller book of all time? He said it's still one of the top podcasts on iTunes with more than 1.5 million downloads a month. That's awesome. The Daily Audio Bible is one of the most listened to podcasts in the world. He said, Brian said, we have become a vast online family that prays and hears the Bible together. When somebody calls or goes into the online prayer line with a request, thousands of people pray for that person. We receive an endless stream of emails from disenfranchised believers, listen to that, who have found the place appealing separate, listen to me right, this is powerful, separated couples who had nothing left to do but sign divorce papers, started listening to the Bible and found that their marriages were restored woo I can tell you many stories of people who were hopeless. I mean suicidal hopeless who found comfort in God's word and were restored. I love what Brian says here. He says, the Bible has a voice and if given a chance to speak in context it will create amazing things in your heart. The Bible can transform even the most tangled life. Brian said, I know it radically changed mine. Who can agree with Brian to lift up your hand and say it has radically changed my perspective and my life when I look into the word of the living God. Stand with me in this house. My God I feel his presence in here. Thank you Jesus. This year Calvary look at me. We're going to make a difference because we are going to be people of the word. We are not going to be biblically illiterate. But I want to tell you this, we are going to be people of the word of the living God. Now, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I you know what God's trying to teach us? Let's be good Bereans. What do you mean by that, Pastor? The, the Word of God, and I'm getting way ahead of my eyes next week or next, Acts 17, when Paul came in with Silas, they searched the Scriptures daily to see if those things were true. Don't just take Floyd's word for it. Come on, somebody. Don't take the assemblies of God word for it or even a friend. Guess what? Open up the treasure trove and say, God, show me. Expose the truth. And how many know God? He'll do it every time. He'll make sure it's right and He will expose the wrong if it's wrong. I've already said this many a time and I told you you're going to hear this multiple times from this pastor. God, give us a spirit of discernment. Boy, there's a lot of folks out there and I'm going to tell you there's a lot of voices out there. But look at me right now. So I'm a man of God. So guess what I want? I want to be in tune with the G.O.D. station. And the only way to be in tune is to get your head in the word of the living God. It may look like God may sound like God. They got the lights, the smoke, and everything else. Can I tell you, it's Jesus getting declared. And that's the bottom line. You know what? Only those things will capture your attention. Look at me right here. Look at me. Will capture your attention for this much. But those things of the world will not sustain you. Only this book sustain you in times and I can look at many of faces that I know your story I would never embarrass you in this house but you have testified said pastor I've been through some trials but if it wasn't for the word I wouldn't have made it through your hearts with me lord thank you for joining us for today's podcast and pray that the lord has ministered to you through this special message if you want to reach out to us please give us a call 417-732-7554 or you can get a hold of us on the web at calvarychristianag.org